Hi, and welcome to Inglewood Presbyterian Church in Kirkland, Washington. We are a church for the neighborhood, whether you're a local neighbor or from far away, all are welcome here. We are pleased to present to you our weekly Sunday sermons. Our head pastor is James Cuman, and you can find more information about us on our website at inglewoodpc.org. Pacific Northwest kid and grew up hiking multiple times a month with my family and we camped a lot too and so not only do I just enjoy looking at the mountains but both the mountains and the forest were almost like a second home to me a place I just delight to be in and so for the rest of my life I have continued to enjoy and drink in and every chance I get experience the goodness of this place the beauty that's around us now the people who experienced Jesus firsthand had a similar experience. They were face to face with intense and immense beauty in the person of Jesus. And for the rest of their lives, they shared with others, they talked about what they had experienced. They wanted other people to have what they had. After all, they had eaten meals with Jesus. They had watched him provide meals to them. They would watched Jesus let himself be interrupted by people and care for them intimately and had experienced Jesus' love and care for themselves and they wanted others to have that. There's a particular man, a young man named John, who was one of the apprentices of Jesus and for the rest of his life he too talked about the beauty he had experienced with Jesus. As an apprentice he watches carefully as, as Jesus answers his enemies well and even loves the people who would hurt him and ultimately put him to death. John watches and listens as Jesus engages in dialogue, speaks in a way that invites people to ask questions. He watches Jesus' patience with others and joy and delight in life as God gives it. And for the rest of his life, John speaks and shares of this goodness and this beauty he's experienced. We have, in fact, uh, one of the biographies of Jesus that was written by John, the Gospel of John. And we have in our Bibles three of the letters that John wrote to some Christians that he was leading and, and guiding as an older man. In one of these, the letter of First John, he writes to some Christians who are experiencing profound difficulties. And in this letter, he calls them back to this Jesus, this Jesus who has loved them, this Jesus who has given himself for them. And once again, John reaches in to share with his friends who are in trouble, share with his friends who are in profound difficulty, to share with his friends the Jesus he came to know so well. The one who was from the beginning, whom we have heard and seen with our own eyes, 
we proclaim him to you. We saw him and touched him with our own hands. He is the word of life. This one who was life itself was revealed to us. We have seen him. And we now testify and proclaim to you that he is the one who is internal, who is eternal life. He was with the Father and then he was revealed to us. What we ourselves have actually seen and heard, we now proclaim to you that so that you may have fellowship, shared lives with us. And our shared life is with the Father and with the Son, Jesus Christ. We are writing these things so that our joy together may be complete. Thank you. We're looking forward to getting some good use out of this fire pit this summer. There's nothing better than backyard s'mores with the kids, with neighbors, with friends, and hopefully some of you will get a chance to come over. We'll have the opportunity to host you when this quarantine stay at home lifts. Because here's the thing. Our lives are always better when we share them. Any good thing that we enjoy it just is, is better when we're able to share it with others. We're not meant to be alone. This story that we've received makes clear that we were not created to be alone. We are created to enjoy shared life with each other. The Gospel of John makes really clear the way this plays out in, in Jesus' life. This young man who spends three years as Jesus' apprentice gets to see the ways that Jesus heals and speaks in public and perform these mighty miracles, but John has an especial fascination with the ways that Jesus gets into conversation. More than the other three biographies we have, John relays dialogue and back and forth, the way that Jesus will engage with the heart and listen well, speaking truth that gets at the heart of what this other person is experiencing, taking the time. And then, of course, John sees Jesus crucified. John with a group of women are right there at the cross as Jesus dies. He, like all the others, is completely confused by the silence of Saturday, the devastation that Jesus, this one they thought was the Messiah, the promised one of God, is dead. And then he, with the other guys, is completely confused and astounded and doesn't know what to make of this report that comes from the women that they had been to the tomb and the tomb is empty. And so Peter takes off running and John, as he tells us in his biography of Jesus, takes off running right after Peter and makes sure to let you know that he beats Peter to get to the tomb, but he, he sees it empty. He sees it empty. But not just seeing an empty tomb, in the days that follow, John relates some of the times that he engages with and meets in person, face to face, flesh to flesh, the risen Jesus. Actually shares meals with Jesus, one in particular that he relates in chapter 21 of his gospel around a fire, much like this one, except at a beach, not in a backyard. But for John, these didn't stay just memories. His experiences with Jesus weren't just things that he would 
reminisce about occasionally with friends who were there, his experiences with Jesus, the risen living Jesus, continued on through his life. And both his memories and his continued experiences with Jesus fed and fueled John's love and compassion and engagement and shared life with others. After all, he writes that we are writing these things so that our joy together will be complete. And notice what he does. He, these memories, again, are not the static past. Because of this finished work of Jesus, that he not just taught some things and said some things and did some things, and not even just by itself that he died, but that he died and rose again, that his penalty that he took for us is paid. The tomb is now empty, which means death no longer has a hold on us, and that means our future is secure. And because of a secure past and a secure future, this shared life that comes from Jesus and a shared eternal life which is guaranteed for us, that then fuels and feeds our shared life now, our ability to live the kinds of compassionate, generous lives begin to look like Jesus as we grow by day by day in our trust in him. See, that's exactly where John goes when he's writing to his friends in this difficult situation. They've had all kinds of controversy swirl through their community. They're frazzled. They're frightened. He starts with reminding them of the sureness and security of their past. I and others touched Jesus, saw Jesus with our own eyes. This has been taught to you and shared with you from the beginning, and now we write to you so that all of our joy together will be complete. It's from this shared experience of Jesus' past and this assurance of Jesus and life eternal future that then assures them that in this present difficulty, life is for us now. Confidence in our shared life now is what empowers our service to others. The small things like moving out of our building and moving to online worship. Jesus is Lord of heaven and earth. We can change the way that we do things to love and serve our community and work together in this time of pandemic. This costs us, but it's a cost we gladly bear for the sake of our neighbors. Our future is secured. See, understanding that Jesus is Lord in the past and Lord of our future is what allows some of our friends in Colombia to walk into refugee camps where Venezuelans are in really dire straits in Colombia right now without their daily work without a source of support because they're not Colombian citizens. And there are some of our friends who are organizing deliveries of groceries into these camps for the refugees. Their future is secured. Their past is guaranteed. And so in the present, they can live lives of generosity and service, even at great cost to themselves. Everything I've gained from Jesus has come through other people. In some way, shape, or form, it's come from others. There's the, the older man who was willing to spend time with this high school knucklehead and assure me that Jesus 
actually paid attention to me because he was willing to pay attention to me. There was an ex-pothead who made sure that I understand that Jesus was the kind of man who would reach him and in reaching him was the kind of God who would reach out to me. There have been any number of others who were willing to pray for me and listen to me and yeah, call me on my stuff. And even the Bible that I read in my times of prayer with God, those moments alone, there's so much of that that has come by the grace of God through others. The words in the text came from others writing their inspiration down preserved by the grace of God so that I then could hear the words of God in my temporary solitude. We are invited in this time of crisis, and it is a crisis, whether it lasts through the medium term or long term, to rest on this sure foundation that's given to us at Easter the finished work of Jesus for us, the security of eternal life with him, the empowerment in the present to live shared lives with God himself empowering and with us, then shared life with others. And friends, that is good news. And in response, the invitation for each one of us is to day by day to simply turn to this living Jesus who is alive and with us today by his Holy Spirit and simply say day by day, Lord Jesus, I give you my life, my broken partial life in exchange for the gift of your full and eternal life so that I can live an actual life before my death and then life forever with you after. Friends, whatever is coming our way, and it may be less than we fear and it may be far more, whatever is coming our way, the risen Jesus is with us and invites us into a shared life with him.